What is up? Welcome to the After Hours Entrepreneur. If you're looking to grow on YouTube, grow your personal brand on YouTube, grow your views and influence on YouTube, then my friend, you are in the right place. We are joined by YouTube expert, Justin Brown. He's the founder of Primal Video, who he has over 850,000 subs on YouTube, over 76 million views. This young man knows YouTube, and he's here today to give you all the tips so that you can take your channel from zero to hero. We're gonna cover a ton of different topics, everything from short form video. We're gonna be talking about A-B testing to make sure that your thumbnails are really on and popping. And we're also talking about keyword research, which is something that I think a lot of people put off, but just simple keyword research not only will help you stand out on YouTube, but on other social platforms as well. So listen, today's episode is absolutely bananas. You're gonna enjoy it, you're gonna love it. Make sure that you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss out on these tips, tools, and tactics like Justin's sharing today. And quite frankly, if you're not already, I definitely want you to go into the links below and I want you to join the After Hours community over on Facebook. It's completely free. You can join my private community and you're gonna get unprecedented access to myself, my team, and let's get into this episode. You're gonna learn a lot. Let's go ahead and bring Justin to the stage. Justin, welcome to the show. How are we doing today? Thank you very much for having me here. Justin, it's absolutely my pleasure. Really excited to talk YouTube tonight. It's something that I'm absolutely obsessed with. So let me start here. I'm going to go back in time a little bit. This is how I like to start my show, going back in time. Tell me, what was one of the most impactful videos that you ever made? A video that after you made it, after you posted, you're like, wow, I feel really great about this. Give me a, give me a, a hot take. So I think it's probably more so not the specific video. It was the the feedback, the response to the video. Uh, so early, early on when we started on YouTube, we started where a lot of people do, or everyone does at zero, but we started struggling uh, really early on. I think we were six months in, we had around 50 subscribers um, and I'm kind of, thinking, why is this so slow? What am I doing wrong? Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff that a lot of us out there are feeling on YouTube, you know, you're putting all this time into creating this content. Why isn't it getting views, subscribers? Why isn't this working? Uh, and we got right to the point where we were considering stopping it because it was a, it's a business decision for us. It's a business tool. Um, but we started to get some comments through and there's one standout comment. We'd helped inspire someone to make a video uh, to raise awareness for autistic children. And that's like, wow, at this point now, this is way bigger than just me sharing video tips. It's helping other people with what they're here to do and what they're you know driven to do. So um, that that was kind of the pivotal moment for us. It's like we need to figure this out. We need to make this work because um, yeah, I want to keep sharing this stuff, and there's people that that c can use it. That and that's really that's to me what video is all about. That's what creating is all about. It's 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 not just creating on your own, but it's inspiring others to create, and that drives me forward a lot as well. And and. One of the challenges I find with a lot of creators or, or people that are thinking about creating video is they don't know how to take that first step into video. So listen, Justin, do we need to have expensive cameras? Do we need to have expensive equipment? What, what do you say to someone who says, Justin, I want to get into video. I just don't know where to start. What are the first three steps? I'd say the first three steps or the first one is that you already have everything right now. Uh, literally, some, there's, there's some massive videos on YouTube. There's some really successful channels and things, and they're literally just using a webcam or using their phone. But I will say that if you have, the, if you're, if you have access to spend any money, then level up your audio first. Uh, so use your phone, use your webcam, grab a $20 lapel lavalier microphone uh, or a little shotgun microphone, whatever it is, just audio is, is almost more important important than the video because that's the piece that 
people need to be able to hear you uh, and consume the content. If the pitch is not that great, uh, you can make do, but it's the audio that is the most important piece. So you already have enough. Um, so I think that was two. The third one is just to actually start. Uh, so there's a lot of people who go and consume courses and content or YouTube, but never actually take action. So uh, yeah, you have everything you need. Grab a microphone uh, if you have the ability to, but you can still get great results without it. So I'm not saying don't don't start till you've got it, but uh, actually go through the motions of making your first videos. Your first videos will be your worst videos uh, for everybody. And then your, the game then is how do I improve over time? Yeah, well, that is that is exactly it. It's getting a little bit better with each video. And I'll tell you what, my first videos definitely were really bad. And they're still a work in progress. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. That's what the journey is all about. Now, let's assume that anyone that's listening or watching this understands the importance of YouTube. Second largest search engine. You've got the opportunity to reach a lot of people. Uh, SEO, really powerful. It also drives traffic, can drive traffic to your website via SEO. But I'm going to get started on YouTube. What are the three videos that are really, really important for my channel starting out? What do I need? Well, I think before you look at any specific video, um, and we can talk about how you can come up with ideas and everything, but, but for us, we're looking at, um, we have a topic, we have an idea that we want to create or share about, and, um, and then we're going to doing some research for it. So it's not what I think people want. I might have something I think this is a really good tip that people need, and if they knew this thing, that um, they're gonna have success with whatever that topic is. But people aren't searching for that solution. They're not searching for that tip. They're looking for the problem. They're typing in. They're going to Dr. Google, Dr. YouTube, how to self-diagnose, how to, to, to figure stuff out for themselves. So you've got to take that step back on any content that you create and say, what would someone search for to find this? Or what would I search for to find this on Google and YouTube? So then taking that approach into your content is going to be far more strategic than most people that are creating content on the platform, knowing then that you can start to give YouTube what it needs to start featuring your content in front of the right people. So starting with research uh, before you even get in front of the camera is far easier to get your content ranking than to go and shoot a video and then try to figure out keywords, titles, tags, thumbnails, all that sort of stuff afterwards. So definitely start with the research first. Yeah. And I mean, the more you can listen to your audience, the better. I think that takes time. I'll just give you a quick hot take. One of the ways that I found great topics to cover on my YouTube channel, just by going to Facebook groups, what are the questions that people in my niche are asking? And then inevitably what happens when people either ask me or ask in these groups, I just say, Hey, check out this video. I have a whole video. I mean, this happens daily, uh, especially in clubhouse, which actually, by the way, for all, everyone who's watching on YouTube, or on Facebook or on LinkedIn. This is actually being recorded live in Clubhouse right now. We're getting the most value for your dollar. Shout out to everyone on Clubhouse. Y'all rock. Make sure you hit that plus button and uh, get your friends in here. So let's talk a little bit about this planning process, this research process, Justin, because I think that a lot of YouTubers just, they just start posting videos, but having the right tools is a, is a big deal. And, and TubeBuddy is one specifically that I've been really impressed with. Um, how impactful has TubeBuddy been on your YouTube growth? I'd, I'd like to know. TubeBuddy, I think where we started to actually grow on YouTube was was almost the exact same time that we installed TubeBuddy. Um, <laughs> for, I think the reason that um, that we installed it initially was that we wanted to go back to all of our previous content and 
bulk uh, or batch upload, uh, not batch upload, like find and replace across a lot of videos. We wanted to add uh, an affiliate disclaimer into all of our YouTube videos and I didn't want to copy and paste stuff throughout. So just that one tool alone in TubeBuddy, being able just to edit all of your video descriptions or, or find and replace text across all of them uh, was huge. But then you get into the keyword research stuff, your video, um, your, your analytics, looking at the tags and looking at what competitor channels have out there. That's really the stuff that you, you can get that leg up on your content but for us the 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 main place that we go to come up with topic ideas is just the youtube autofill or the google autofill where you start typing stuff in and it's auto going to suggest stuff that's not random stuff that it's suggesting that's stuff that people have actually searched for and normally what you'll find is that those things the higher they are up in that 10 or 15 that are, that are shown, the higher they are, closer to the top, uh, the more frequently they're searched. So we use that first off to validate ideas and also look at the words specifically that people are searching for. Uh, so one example, we did a video, Premiere versus Final Cut. Um, so two video editing programs. The difference between Premiere versus Final Cut and Final Cut versus Premiere was huge. I forget which one was the top one, but even having those words in there, having them around the opposite way could have been the difference between ranking on page one and showing on page four or five uh, because you're matching exactly what people are typing in, even though the words are the same. Yeah, and, and something actually, I think you might've mentioned this, Justin, um, you should be thoughtful about the first several words that you say in your video too, because Google is actually going to transcribe that and that can impact your search on YouTube as well. Am, am I quoting you correctly there? Yeah, 100%. So we have a very um, strategic approach. We don't create the videos that I want. I mean, uh, without doing that research to see what would people be searching for. So those words, once we've figured out that it is Premiere Reverse Final Cut or best video editing software on Mac, I will literally use exactly those words in the right order. Uh, so I'm using a teleprompter so that I don't mess it up. I'm not going off the cuff. I wanna say those exact words in the right order in the first sentence. So the start of every one of our videos is something like, are you looking for the best video editing software on Mac? in 2021 or whatever it is. But it's those keywords that I know people are searching for. This does two things. It helps YouTube, as you said, because they're transcribing your videos, but also it matches likely what your viewer has just typed into Google or to YouTube. So they're hearing it as well and going, well, all right, this is, this is exactly gonna solve my pain or my problem or the question that I have. I'm gonna stick around longer to at least, you know, see if it's, if it's what I want. Because people, when they click your videos, there's almost like a little bit of anxiety there. Is this the right one? Should I have clicked the other one? This one's 12 minutes. The last one, like the other one there was three minutes. So you've, you've kind of got to let them relax into your content, hook them in. And so doing that helps the algorithm and it also, um, uh, helps your viewers as well. So I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into your planning process because obviously planning out what the topic is, what the title is, what your first several words are going to be, that's planning, that's research. How far in advance do you plan out your videos? Is this just like I'm waking up on Monday, I'm going to shoot a few videos or are you planning them out weeks in advance? No, we, we are planning them weeks in advance. And I think with anything, with the more you can batch create or, or, or get, get into the headspace of something and not jump between different tasks, like when you're in the zone for keyword research or for researching video topics, then do a few. So for us, we'll normally do um, eight to 10 a month. We're only releasing one video a week, but we are planning and prepping for most bumps. We, we do eight to 10 videos. So when you're in that headspace of keyword research, uh, that's all you're doing. Then maybe the following week is when I'll go and start shooting them again in batch um, so that you're not jumping around, you know, because 
the keyword research thing is really powerful, not just for finding one-off topics, it's for coming up with like every topic for all of your yeah. content um, and, and looking at the numbers. Say, wow, 200,000 200, people search for this every month. How could I create a video around that that's gonna be a fit for my audience? Or how do I start with that as the video, but then take the viewers, lead them through with what I think they actually need to, to know. So um, yeah, it's really powerful. So how do, okay, so this is a really interesting point, Justin. You, you're, you're kind of taking the viewer on a ride based on where you believe they wanna go based on what the, you know, the question that they've asked to YouTube. So they type in their question, they fall on your video, you're gonna give them the answer. What importance do the end cards and, or the, you know, the cards in the end scene, what, what impact does that have on your video and your video planning process? Most people don't make it to the end of a video. That's just how it is on YouTube and then on any other platform. They'll right. get what they want and they'll leave. Um, so yes, it is still really powerful to have those things there because the people that do make it to the very end, they've either fallen asleep watching your content or they're, they're, they're your action takers. They're the ones that actually want that next step from you. So um, the, your end cards, your end screens should be what is the next best video for this viewer uh, on their journey based on specifically what they've watched just then. So wherever possible, if you have the next best video for them, if they're in the headspace of video editing, I'm not gonna go link them to a camera review, even though you might go, all right, cameras, editing, there's a connection. No, no, the viewer has just watched editing. How do we give them more editing content or something that is related to editing that's gonna help them with maybe finding music for their editing? So, so like the next step that they might get stuck on. Um, well, let me, let me ask you a question. That, link to someone si else's content link to someone else's content. Yeah, because you got to look at this and say YouTube is uh, rewarding sessions. If you start a YouTube session and then that person goes down the YouTube rabbit hole for, for 45 minutes is apparently the YouTube rabbit hole right now. If you if you if people leave your video and they leave YouTube altogether, that's not a good thing. If they, you, they leave and watch the next video of yours that you've recommended and then they, they leave that, that's not a good video, it's not the fit for them, that's also, you've killed a YouTube session. So if you don't have the next best video for your viewers, then link them to one that is a good video that is the perfect fit for them. That's gonna hold your channel high. Um, and it's also gonna build a relationship with you and maybe a bigger channel. So especially if you're starting out, you can link to bigger channels content and it's gonna create a connection between your video and theirs. And your video can then start to show up over time after that more popular video. So it's obviously gonna be a good video and obviously something that you wanna link people to, but linking to other people's content is something that a lot of people don't do. They wanna keep them in their world. And I get that, but you wanna grow faster, keep the session going. That's really, really interesting. So, I mean, at this point, you're a pro, you've got this huge collection of great videos, but let's say for someone that's on the smaller side, you know, less than 10,000, less than 1,000, they don't have that huge, like how often should we be recommending in our end screens other creators videos like at the end of one of my videos on let's say recording clubhouse how often should i be recording uh, uh um uh, sending people to a justin brown video at primal video how often should we be doing that 
I think only I would only be doing it if if it's a fit. If you don't have the next video, then gotcha. do it. But this is where also where you could be strategic, and you could say, look, the video linked on screen. It's an amazing video. Like you don't even need to call out that it's someone else's video because you could come back later and change where that video is at. Like when you've done your own version of it. So check out the video if you want to learn this and this and this. Check out the video link uh, on screen, and later at some point you could then swap that out for your own. But I would say, yeah, link your channel. How do you tie your channel to a bigger channel that is already doing or creating the types of content that you are or you want to be or has probably more important the audience that you want uh, for your content how do you create those ties so it's a great way to get your content in search and suggested um, suggested sorry off the back of other content and so this is i think an important concept because the only thing on youtube that you can't edit after the fact after posting is the video itself you can yeah. change the thumbnail the title the keywords, the end screens, you can change all of that. In your experience, what's something that you go back and you adjust most frequently? Is it titles, thumbnails? What are you frequently editing out um, post-production? Thumbnails, thumbnails for sure. Thumbnails is something that we spend a lot of time now A-B testing or split testing our thumbnails. Uh, because I mean, you could have the world's best video if it's not showing up on the platform uh, or it doesn't get clicked, then no one's gonna see it. So you can do all you can to help it get show up on the platform, do it, doing your keyword research and that kind of stuff up front. Um, then yeah, if no one's clicking it, no one's gonna see it. So we're, we spend a lot of time with TubeBuddy that you mentioned before uh, with their A-B testing feature. Um, and I got to say, it's never the one that I think is the better looking thumbnail. It's really interesting because I see people all the time, and you probably see it too, posting in Facebook groups. Uh, what, which one would you guys click, this one or this one? And it's not about what we think people would click. Like, let's actually look at the data. Let's actually look at the numbers and see which one they are clicking. That's what's important. And in some cases, we've run those tests, and they've been you know upwards of 90%, 93 94% increasing clicks every time that thumbnail is shown over uh, the, the original. Now, that doesn't mean that that's always gonna be the case. We've also run split tests where um, the new one definitely doesn't perform as well. Uh, so so it's just interesting. We, there's no perfect formula besides create something that is eye-catching, something that is engaging, and ideally, alluding to what the video is going to be about. If your viewers can look at all the different images, all the different thumbnails on YouTube, and yours grabs their attention, and they can quickly figure out what it's going to be about, and that it's a fit for them before they even read your title, that's that's kind of the pinnacle. You wanna to get to that level. Hmm. So the A-B testing is something that me and my team are starting to get into. Of course, quite frankly, I kept hearing amazing creators talk about A-B testing in Clubhouse. I said, listen, if all the great creators are doing it, I need to jump on it. I need to start trying it. So I got the two buddy. Uh, we're going to start A-B testing. When I'm looking at two thumbnails, how different should my thumbnails be? Should it just be like different colors, different fonts? Or they should, should they be completely different? What, what do you think when we're going into A-B testing? How, how different should our thumbnails be? Well, I think ideally with any thumbnail, they should be on brand. So you have a consistent theme or a consistent brand, but not that they look identical. I mean, some channels you see and every thumbnail looks exactly the same. It's hard for you to work out what's that video actually about. You've actually got to you know, concentrate and read what the text says on the thumbnail or, or look at the images to see if it's a fit. So for us, it's consistent fonts, consistent um, colors around the text. So we have a, like a, a black or a blue 
border or box behind the text, that's consistent. We also have my face on all of them. The idea is that then if someone has maybe watched one of our videos that they might recognize me in the thumbnail, they might be more likely to click uh, another video. So we have a consistent theme, but inside of that, we're changing colors, we're changing what I'm doing on the thumbnail. If I'm holding something up, pulling a silly face, pointing, whatever. Like, uh, So when we're shooting these thumbnail images, I'm literally just doing that. At the end of every video, I'm pointing, pointing silly faces, holding stuff up um, again whatever you can do to help your viewer work out what your video is about if you're going to be speaking iphone hold up an iphone or put up the apple logo or something on there or a specific program put the company logo on there so the people that you know are looking for that go yep i've seen that before that's the one i want yeah so it's uh, it, there's, there's really beyond that, there's nothing else that we are not testing. Um, like we've had some that are fluoro pink in the background just to grab attention. Um, some that are, you know, just full images and really like distracting ones that you would think, you know, no one's ever going to click that. So we're testing all sorts of things, but it doesn't stray away from their consistent branding, uh, fonts, uh, colors and things, and also my face on them. I like that. I like that. And of course, we're talking to Justin Brown here from Primal Video. We are not only recording for YouTube, for Instagram, for LinkedIn, for Facebook. You're going to be able to see this video everywhere. We are also recording live in Clubhouse. Shout out to everyone in Clubhouse who is just loving life right now. Uh, we're going to be bringing people up on stage here in just a moment to actually be featured on the After Hours Entrepreneur and ask your question to Justin. So thanks for hanging out with us. Before we get into the live Q&A here, Justin, I also wanna know about trends that you're excited about. One of the things I keep hearing when um, I'm taught, you know, when I'm talking to people about YouTube, about TikTok, about these platforms that are coming up is different trends in video, things like, things like Clubhouse, for example, really impacting the market. What trends are you excited about when it comes to video creation going into the next several years? I think the shorter form content is something that's really interesting. So obviously there's TikTok, YouTube now has shorts, there's Instagram reels, all of those sorts of short, sharp content. Uh, I think that kind of changes the game because it doesn't, it's not that it's one or the other because people are still gonna wanna dive deeper into topics. But I think the art of grabbing people's attention in a really short, time period is, uh, is something that's, yeah, I think a lot more of us are going to have to learn how to do it uh, and learn from the people that are successful in places like TikTok or even YouTube shorts, even though it's so new. Uh, I think that's kind of the where the game kind of has to move to and then introduce people to your longer form content too. Me and my team are definitely, definitely creating a lot of short form content because the cool thing that you can do with a 15 second video is you can post it everywhere. Not, yeah. not only can that be a YouTube short, that can be an Instagram reel, it can be a LinkedIn story, it can, you can just post it all over the place. So you can get a ton of repurposing value and that's something that we're playing with. And then YouTube shorts can be up to 60 seconds, if I'm not mistaken. It's a vertical format. Have you started playing with this with your team, Justin? Is it something you're starting to look at? Where are you at uh, with YouTube shorts? We haven't done any yet. Uh, I was talking to our YouTube partner manager the other day. And I'm like, so should, what, what are your takes on this? I, we've all heard a lot of the, uh, the YouTube experts out there saying shorts and you should start a new channel. You should do it on your channel. Like it's all conflicting stuff. And it was interesting to hear from, from her, uh, our YouTube partner manager saying to do it on the same channel. Uh, but be mindful that the content is gonna to be totally different. So it may have a negative impact at first, 
but the more that YouTube evolves it, um, it would be better doing it on a channel that already has some push um, to, for that. Now, obviously, that's not for everyone here. I just thought it was interesting to share that because I thought that she would have said the complete opposite to start a new channel and push this new type of content. Yeah. Um, so. I guess the beauty of this is you can test, you can try stuff. There's a lot of people that are having success with both that we've seen. Um, but as for me personally, starting with it yet, um, is a, I haven't yet, but we definitely will be. Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's two sides to this coin. The one side of the coin is every time a platform releases a new feature, you want to try it as soon as possible because the algorithm rewards the bold. It rewards the people that take these risks and try out the new things. The flip side though, with YouTube is it hurts your watch time. If your average watch time is let's say six minutes per video and all of a sudden you're getting 30 seconds per video, maybe that hurts. But I, I think I'm with you there based on all the experts that I've spoken with that try it on your main channel, see how it goes. And you know, and, and you know, unless you have 800, 50,000 viewers like Justin, I would say just go ahead and just start <laughs> knocking it out on your on your main channel regardless. Um, but just this is fantastic. I want to get to the Q&A here in just a moment. Really excited. We're here with Justin Brown. Before we get into that, I want to go through the rapid fire for all our YouTube friends out there. You ready? You strapped in? Okay, let's do it. All right. So Justin, if there was only one app you could have on your phone, what app would you have? It would be the YouTube studio app, the YouTube creator app. Yeah, great app. Uh, if you could only have one subscription in your life right now, what subscription would you have? Um, Netflix. I think that's uh, you, you mean. Oh, you mean a subscription of anything? I'm gonna say Netflix uh, only because I'm, I'm chilling on Netflix right now. So, okay, yeah. that's fair. Just just a side note. After hours entrepreneurs, we we don't we're not we don't care too much for Netflix, right? But you know, listen. At the same time, you gotta relax sometimes. So I can. Uh, I can empathize. I can empathize. <laughs> it's the switch off. I yeah. give, I give, I give, yeah. I give Netflix a bad rap, right? Because it's it's just one of the many things out there that can distract you from your greater goals. Um, yep. The flip side, though, is this hustle mentality can be dangerous. You know, when you're just going, 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 all of a sudden your body shuts down. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm empathetic to taking taking breaks. That's it. Uh, I mean, if, you woke if, up if 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 hustling your ass off was was something that uh, would work for everyone. I mean, a lot of people are hustling in the wrong direction. That's I think that's the, the direction piece they're missing. So they're putting in the long hours, but they're not necessarily seeing the results. So I think little, little switch off time in there is, uh, is um, yeah, to recoup, no, you're, you're, you think. You're 100% right. And that kind of brings us back to the very beginning of this interview in that you need to do your research up front. You need to yeah. listen to your audience be, and, and do the A-B testing. I mean, that just kind of brings everything full circle, that that tip there. Um, if you woke up the morning, Justin, there was only one business task you could do for the day. What would you do? I would interact with people. I am a people person. I'd much rather, so I'd be in the YouTube comments or I'd be jumping on calls, podcasts, hanging out with awesome people like, like I am right now. Um, this, this is the stuff that I enjoy being in front of people and, and, and helping and sharing and, and, uh, hoping to move the needle forward with, with other people. Love that. Love that. And if you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, Justin, what would you say? Oh, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. It's, you know, you're not going to do something wrong and mess up. You know, it's, it's like just try and test stuff. I think that's great advice for anyone. Uh, we all overthink things. We all think that one little change, one, you know, we do or say something is going to make or break whatever. Um, yeah, just have fun with it. And it's uh, at the end of the day, if we're not here having fun, then what's, what's the point of what we're doing? Great advice. Justin said it. I agree with it. Justin, thank you for that insight.
Well, I hope you love this episode as much as I did. Quick, interesting excerpt. We actually recorded this live in Clubhouse, but because of a technical issue, I wasn't actually able to get the recording from the guests, but keep keep tuned. I am coming with that heat, with the new technology, with the new ideas, with the new trends to try it myself first so that you don't have to, so you can learn from my mistakes. Thanks for being here on the After Hours Entrepreneur. I also want to give a shout out to Mr. Bone Doctor. We got a great review from iTunes here just a couple days ago, so I want to give a shout out. Binge-worthy, love the After Hours Entrepreneur, and Savant is Mr. Consistency, delivering the goods all the time. Recommend this to everyone as a no-brainer. Love, Dragon. Dragon, love you too. Thanks for the positive review. If you haven't yet, make sure you leave a review. I will definitely appreciate it and give you a shout out here. It's one of the best ways to let me know that I'm doing something that you appreciate. Awesome. Go out there and crush it. You've been listening to After Hours Entrepreneur. This is Mark Savant signing off. Peace.